0: Easter, that's the biggest day, the you know, highest day of the year for the church. Uh, yeah, there's only one way to get to Easter, but way to get to the empty table, you have to go through the cross most likely, and then you speak to them, and carry down with the what Jesus did for us, and the blessings that are provided for us uh, through his death on the cross. I hope that there are two, as we're looking at the cross and what Jesus did for us, I hope we come to 2 giving uh, conclusions. I think we we'll all need to come to these conclusions. I've been mean, with me. I just read that recently from Pastor and author John Keller. points out that here's the basic message of the Gospel: it starts with nothing, it's not panic, okay? It starts with this simple statement. You are more simple than you ever dreamed. And you are more loved than you ever dreamed. You are more simple than you ever dared to believe, you are more loved than you ever dared to so hope. That is the message of the gospel. That is the message of the cross. That's why we're looking at it. God reveals it's how many our sins are and how deeply He loves us and what He wants. see sin is serious, business it does obviously because Jesus his life. And at the same time, His love for us is so great that He's willing to give His life for us. All Jesus did for us, is often called by a one name, by a few it's called the Atonement. Uh, they started the place to tell me all kinds of explanations and, and uh, emphasis that people emphasize or how do we say that So sure, well, yeah. that's the they of emphasis <laughs> there are all kinds of ways that people talk about this i just tell you that's one of the three syllables trying to use it yeah okay um, Basically, we have all these differences of opinion about what Jesus did for us It's not because we didn't understand the Bible, because all of these things are in the But well, it's because there's uh, essentially a mystery involved here. We can definitely say, I see us this and in Christianity, but I'll this somehow, Jesus' death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead, has changed our relationship with God. I was like, why? But, uh, how does that work? Well, it's kind of mysterious. It's a bad thing. It's not something we can explain very easily. Uh, there's a mystery about the atomic that we have not probably ever going to be able to completely understand and explain how it works. Uh, but we are going to look at the benefits of what it is and how it has changed. On the cross, Peter Manson, who set us free. The Bible says us free from slavery to sin and Satan. He has a crucifixion conquered the forces of evil, led them captive, made a spectacle of God, a laughing stock. And upon um, the cross, Jesus bled the dead and received the punishment for our sins. We've seen those things. Today, I just want us to look at a different aspect. When he, when he died, when Jesus died for us, he made it possible for us to become God's children. A letter we church fathers put it this way He became what we are, He became a human being, so that we could become what He is. Charles especially the brother of John Wesley, was the founder of branch of the family tree did you know that if you from you can get that speech of the of our branch of family tree and the last Westley wrote the hymns. was the preacher. Of the, he was a professor at and Charles Weston was the songwriter. And he wrote a song uh, 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 that, with uh, that God's blessing, and they called the, the ability to change us and make us into what Jesus is, uh, he it into a prayer before uh, first prayer. The first two verses go like this. For a heart to praise my God, a heart from sin set free, a heart that feels your blood so clearly shed for them, me. A heart resigned, submissive, meek, by like a great Redeemer's throne, where only Christ is heard to speak, where Christ reigns alone. A heart, if everything be given, full of love divine, perfect and right and pure and good a copy lord of mine. That's so what we're looking at this morning. A heart that's a copy of our Lord Jesus heart. Is that really possible? How are God fill us with his divine love so that we become more and more with like Jesus? But Paul B. talks about this restoration in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 5, verses 12 to 21. Listen to what he says. Just as sin entered the world through a man, and death through sin, when in this way death to all men, because all sin. For before the law was given, sin was in the world. That said, is not taking into account that there is no more. As with the last death of the rain, from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking the command, as did Adam. It was the pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trust in us. For if the man who died by the trespass of the one man, how much more than God's grace, and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflowed. Again, the gift of God is like the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed the one sin of that condemnation. But the gift followed many trespasses that justification. Whereas by the trespass of one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man? Just as the result of one trespass was a condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. The just as through the disobedience of one man the many are made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man the many will be made righteous. The law was evident so that the trespass might increase. But where sin increased, praise increased all the more. So, the just is sin reigning in death, so also praise, where it reigns through the righteousness that brings eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, having read that one more time, I realized why some of the people say it's hard to understand. And the whole of standing in in the Holy race. you what's that, that Everybody says, and everybody Okay. I'll make sure you all receive the same roll because if we need to, you know, that's somebody would try to tell you why. That's grass crash for Well, it's that a of I've been those questions that kids ask. Why is your right? You don't know the answer that This is one of the bad guys in the world we live in. Everybody sins and everybody dies. All humans sin because our first father sinned. And the first mother came a look there. They said, "That's why by the last of kind of nature of man and work by his nation. All humans die because of sin. And now many of began to die physically we die because of our and because of our sins, and because of the sins of other people. Well, all that, we need to stop and just remember that sin is essentially choosing God's absence from our lives. Sin it is essentially, it is first of all relational. When we sin, we're judged. God, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing, right? We do We say, God, I don't my life. I don't that does. And He says, fine, you're, you're not, but you can have it. and yeah, what that whether they do for salvation are essentially always relational. Sin so separates us from God, and that's the whole point of what Jesus tried to do on the cross. Sin so has the absence of God in our lives. And when we uh, separate ourselves from God, we die. But uh, it's, uh, it's easy for us to understand as if you stop drinking water. Stop eating food, sooner or later, you're going to die. When you go to the North Pole dressed for being you are going to die. You don't we understand that, but the same thing is true spiritually. When we disconnect ourselves from God, when we distance ourselves from Him, we die. So Paul starts with that. Everybody sins really. and everybody dies. That's the way he starts moving in it. All we with Adam and Eve. The thing he does he points to Jesus and says, He's a, a greater source of grace. Jesus is a greater source of grace, as well as God's gift to us. Adam's sin cursed all of humanity. So now, Because Adam and Eve sinned, we're all to die because we're all following their example. With all sin. But God's grace and His gift of life from Jesus are far more powerful. God's grace and His gift are the exact opposite of the Adam of sin. And the exact opposite of the death that comes because of the sin. God's gift is the gift of life. Because Jesus made. When a man's disobedience, God is going down the wrong path. When a man's obedience can turn this around and make us what God intended this to be in the first place, God's grace makes us right with Him, reestablishes our relationship with Him. Even though we've committed these things, not to work for Adam and Eve, they did what God told them. Do I eat this from this tree, have they did eat from that tree. So, whether you are i or that you're the worst sinner that you've ever made. I know that because I am the worst sinner that I've ever right? I deserve to cross, I deserve to be totally abandoned. And we've done all the things that we've done, and most of us can think of a few things that we don't want to be thinking of when we're in the church. But, sorry, I think about what you need to get from Jesus. We have to do some things. The church has been able to find things we can't think about, but that's probably a good thing, that we can't remember everything that we couldn't really be upset Stuff, we've done all the stuff so that we've done, we've sinned in all the ways we've said, God, I don't want you sure in my life. He still says, I love you enough to have a cross for you so that you can live with me. The fact I understand that death is available to all people through Jesus, not just for. Certain groups of people, it's forever. And just as sin and death reign over the entire human race because of what Adam started, life and live uh, and reign over the whole human race because of the Jesus guilt It's available to everybody. So, suppose God started putting that in hell. and all Jesus has a gift, God brings a gift for Jesus is even greater, and that is a gift that gives life to everybody, that makes it available to everyone, regardless of how much sins in their life. Now, the emphasizes, that of Jesus really emphasizes and emphasizes for the whole human race. Since we have a sin identifying in the world, and through Jesus, all that's reversed, and we get righteousness and life in the world. no matter how hard we try, we'll never get it right. And if, if you've never had the experience of waking up in the morning and looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, you know, that today is going to be different, only well, to we'll realize that certainly after you've had that it's the same thing that was yesterday, and you're not any happier about it today than you were the day before. And you get up the next day, you say, oh, "I'm me, but no, I'm not good. It's a stack of today. There's no way I will you know, you know, not. There you are. You're back in the same, same mess. We, but ourselves, can't get out of it. But Jesus is able to bring us out of it. He is able to reverse all the things that have been. Changed in our lives, all the results of sin is able to turn them around and bring us out of them. Just as all the humans in all places at all times have and die, so all the humans in all places at all times have been restored to a right relationship with God through Jesus. The Bible promises that God's grace can overcome even the greatest concerns, the greatest power. I want you to take from a. I'm going to go back to the ocean. Okay. To so, the ocean. Yeah. And also, you can see the ocean below. So, like the waves coming in. Yeah. See so, the big waves? I'm going to build a sandcastle. You build a sandcastle. Okay, fine. Let's imagine you build a huge, enormous sandcastle. You can even use the backhoe. Down here. All those are the back, how, you, how this sand up so high, and you know, that you've shaped it and somehow. You know, it's all sticking together. It's not dry enough, it's just not uh, too wet, it's not too dry. It's just right. You've built this huge sandcastle. Tell me. No, uh, you're not nice enough to go inside. I'm sorry. Get out of the sandcastle. That would be how it is. Well, let's just say that you built this huge and was a long time. The first video I saw was cars being washed I've seen cars being washed away, floods in the Mississippi, that kind of stuff. That didn't seem to be. But the next thing I noticed, I had a video from a little higher up, and it we'll would hold buildings, houses, neighborhoods, all just going away. That's a powerful wave. A lot of people are talking about waves well, in the sand. Well, I'm talking about the last thing Paul talked about. No matter how huge a pile of sand you build, what happens, no matter if there's sins are as uncountable as the number of grains in a huge sand castle built by spinning shovels and backhoes and bulldozers. Now, that's is like likely to go into the ocean. it will come in. No worse for the better. No, they're saying, trust me. will take it out. No matter how enormous and immeasurable the power of human sin may become, the ways of God's grace are bigger. Grace will wash away the power of anything. You cannot individually or collectively. Accumulate so much sin that God's grace can't remove it. Now only remove it, but restore us to what He created us to be. Sometimes you may feel like your standard is dragged, you've to the point of no return, but there's no hope of ever enjoying. provides more than life and blessings for you. for you and for all people. There is hope and there is restoration because of Jesus' death on the cross. We put it this way, the Son of God became the Son of Man. So that the sons of God is a man, might become the children. So what can we do? How can we respond to this grace that He's given to us? Well, we can walk Jesus and receive Him instead of turning Him away. John chapter 1, He's describing Jesus. He says, Jesus came. Into the great world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, even then rejected him. But to all who believed him, to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They're reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from. First thing we have to do is stop pushing him away and turn to him and welcome him into our lives, to welcome Jesus into our lives, and thank him for what he's done. And then we need to determine to grow in our relationship with him. In Second Peter, he says, By his divine nature, God has given us everything we need living a life. I'm going to repeat that and see if it's a huge layer coming in. He has given us everything we need to live in of life. I can't do that. Well, if you follow the Jesus you have everything you received all of this, so says, we have received all of this by coming to know Him, by receiving Him, the one who called us to Himself by I means of His glory and excellence. And because of His grace, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share in His divine nature and escape the world's corruption by human desires, caused by human so if you do here's here's the response. The response to God for you through Jesus Christ has graced to forgive and to restrain you're welcome in anyone if you're so you can you you respond. Make every effort to respond to God's promises. Start to make the faith with generous with generous provision of moral excellence or goodness. And goodness with knowledge and knowledge and self-control and self-control, with patience, and participation, and times with godliness, and godliness with probably in life. But rather than love with love for everybody. So there is the plan. We're supposed to keep growing, to make every effort, effort in this life, so time, to keep adding to the things that He has placed in the lives. the more and more you grow know like this, the more productive and useful life, it says so you are to be. Are productive and useful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. But as you fail to develop in this way, you are short-sighted, revealing that they have been cleansed from the world's sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you are really among those that God has called and chosen. Do these things. Jesus, I want to thank you for all this morning that you loved us enough to become one of us. That you loved us enough to die on the cross for us. I thank you, God, for the grace that you give that washes away. No matter what it is, it washes away all our sin and replaces it with the right relationship with you. So we welcome you into our lives. We ask you to help us to respond to this grace and these promises that you've given to us. Been working hard to grow. We'll become more like you. We thank you in Jesus' name.